Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with my best friend in the whole world, and totally not a godling, Toasty. Hi, Toasty. One of those things is true. Hmm. You guys vote. You guys, just vote. you guys figure that one know out. Know exactly I have, which one is true. I have no idea. <clears throat> Either. Yeah, we're not going to get into it. I'm going to be really hurt, but it'll be okay. I'll get through it. Welcome back, everybody. We are doing a bestiary episode for the month of October, which is Spooky Month and the best month of the entire year. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, best month, yeah. best month. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about godlings and Toasty. We were talking in the pre-show a little bit. This is kind of a difficult topic to research. It seems. Yeah, yeah. I basically spent like two hours yesterday just googling what words I could find that I think were other names for godlings, and coming across a lot of Polish articles that didn't say them specifically and just talked about things that were similar so yeah like uh, for those of you who have listened to the show for a while you know that when we do the bestiary episodes we talk about the creature in the world of the witcher and then we talk about like the mythological roots and some of the other cultures and things that they draw from for that creature but it seems like there's just not a whole lot of stuff out there for godlings so bummer because that's usually my favorite thing but that's also interesting from another perspective in that this is kind of more of a complete new thing based on just the witcher world which is kind of cool too so we're going to get into it we're going to go over the godlings and some of the different characters that we come across in the games because they don't show up in the books mm-hmm. so all right so let's let's get this started toasty where do we start uh best year entry as always uh not too long ago the areas around peasant hamlets were chock full of guardian spirits today it's nigh unto impossible to spot a brownie buka or luton and godlings they are always the first to go such is the price we pay for civilization's forward march from the preface to the world we have lost by professor thorgary yeah that's, that's the things we lose we lose the godlings along the way yeah. Uh, godlings, sometimes mistaken for Luton, are woodland creatures dwelling in burrows and moss-covered hollow stumps on the outskirts of human settlements. They are similar to children in behavior and appearance, and like children, delight in mischief. Godlings are deeply rooted in their home territory and perform acts of care and guardianship to those dwelling near their bur- burrows. They watch over people as well as animals, but shy creatures by nature, they try to do so while remaining unseen. Godlings are drawn to joy and innocence and so delight in the company of children and usually only show themselves to the young. They're like little kid monsters, mm-hmm. which is what, what makes them so so charming. Also, uh, at the beginning, it says godlings, godlings, sometimes mistaken for Luton. I don't believe we come across any Luton in The Witcher, but no. a Luton is a French uh, hobgoblin type creature, short kind of child stature so that would make sense this is generally translated into like brownie elf fairy gnome goblin hobgoblin imp kind of like the smaller 
type of like fairy creature essentially like things you see uh i don't know why my brain just went to like the spiderwick chronicles mm-hmm. that's a that's a call <laughs> for something i haven't that's a you should start a spiderwick podcast no no (laughs) no no, i don't think so uh these hardworking and clever creatures gladly perform small services for those in their care asking only for respect and payment in the form of food or cast off tools in return they're easily offended by churlish ungrateful or simply rude behavior godlings also treasure their peace and quiet when the village a godling watches over becomes too populous or its inhabitants forget the old ways it will abandon its burrow for good and walk off to destinations unknown yeah i love that i love that people consider them like mischievous but really in some ways they're just they're just acting like kids yeah yeah i mean <laughs> it's like it probably like one of the because i mean it's like the the kind of you see the nicest that Geralt gets in the games too as far mm-hmm. as whenever he's dealing with them because they're just they he just sees them as kids too yeah um, but it's not like they grow up into something else it's just like they're forever in that state like if you were mm-hmm. able to take a human being and keep them from growing past childhood and just keep them in a childlike state that's basically what they're at they, you know but a full mature godling is still very childlike mm-hmm. in the way they act and the way they look which is yep. pretty cool. Uh, so a godling is rare being capable of communicating in the common tongue. They typically resemble a human child, except they have big, bright eyes and pale blue skin. Some godlings are known to a, to tattoo themselves, and they wear little when it comes to clothes apart from some adornments. Godlings usually live in woody and swampy areas and aren't afraid of living close to monsters like drowners. They are easily confused with a buka or luton and can be hurt or killed by an herb called burdock. And a lot of this stuff comes from stuff that actually happens in the games. This, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like you come across, uh, what's her name? What's the, not Johnny, the other one. Um, Sarah. Sarah. Doesn't Sarah live near the bog? No, Johnny lives, Johnny near, lives the near the bog. I'm mixing them Johnny up. Sarah's the, the one bog. in the house. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and because you mentioned them, uh, there are two notable godlings in The Witcher 3, Johnny and Sarah. Um, so talk about Johnny. Uh, Johnny is a friendly godling who resembles a male human child with big, bright yellow eyes and brown hair and has lived in Velen's swamps his whole life. He met Geralt in 1272 when the Witcher was trying to find Ciri. Johnny is much older than he looks and is either very knowledgeable or is able to do some magic as he has helped Gran on several occasions, like finding Yagna when she got lost and breaking Jenny's fever and all for nothing in return. He appears to also be on friendly terms with Gran as she enjoyed his singing and regularly conversed with him. Yeah, this whole play, this whole thing plays out mysteriously. Like, who is this little creature? What is this little creature doing? But the little creature is Johnny and Johnny is actually friendly and kind of helpful to some of Mm -hmm. these people, which creates this one of those. uh, It's one of the earlier dilemmas you come across in The Witcher 3. I guess usually I guess you could totally miss this. I don't remember if it's part of the I, main quest. You have I think to go it, through it because you kind of have to deal with like Gran and the the because it's where the the crones are. Like it's the okay. same. Yeah, like it's kind of the start of the crones quest, um, and you have to go like deal with him. Um, and you just like they they make it out to seem like worse than it is. And you just find out that he's just a little he's just a little guy. Yeah, just a little just a little guy just trying to get along. 
and uh, has some big feelings about stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, due to being childlike in appearance and sometimes his behavior, he enjoyed hanging out with the orphans and was friends with Travic, who dig up and eat snails with him. <laughs> right. Uh, while in Novigrad, Geralt accepted a task to investigate a haunted house where he found another godling named Sarah, who, if kicked out, would later meet and befriend Johnny. Despite thinking this was cold treatment towards Sarah, Johnny let it slide when he met the Witcher again at Bald Mountain, as otherwise the two godlings wouldn't have met and become friends. <laughs> Spoilers, but yeah, yeah, this this idea that like the, the two of them meet is pretty cool. No. Oh, geez. <laughs> Copy and paste did the same thing. Copy paste, copy paste. <laughs> Whoops. Um, yeah, the new stuff is down here. It, <laughs> show notes are fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, geez. I need to make sure that I didn't miss anything on here. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's like that's most of Johnny's story, right? Like, and don't you have opportunities to choose how you deal with him? Like, I don't think you ever get a chance to kill him. Yeah, so you, I don't you don't call that, but you can be kind of cold to him. You can't him and, kill either of them. Yeah, right. you can like be, you know, uh, yeah, you can be cold to him, but like it's it's not like you, they don't they, they treat them like children essentially, where like you are mm -hmm. like they are kids, and it's like how video games generally you don't you're not you don't able hurt to kids. kill children. Right, right. Um, so they they it's kind of the same thing there. This is just like Johnny, you kind of just leave alone to do his thing i mean he's mostly harmless anyways um and then uh sarah like you can be i think meaner to sarah specifically just because you can like either cast her out of the house or not so it's kind of like it's kind of the worst you can get it's really not like that bad i do know that there's like specifically the quest um I think it's in Skellige where eventually like you can be encountered by like this group of monsters, one of which is a werewolf. Um, and you kind of have to like prove yourself to like be like, you know, having the best interests at heart for monsters. Being friendly to uh, them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they like these monsters confront you and they're like, we're going to work like they've, you know, heard how you kill monsters and they're like, well, we're going to take you down. But then you can like, argue with specific instances where you have like either let a monster go or help them or something um and i believe sarah is one of the options where you can say like you know but she was doing this thing but i let her stay in the house because mm -hmm. it was just like harmless and so um right sure. right i'm not just a monster killer i'm a witcher with a conscience <laughs> yeah witcher with a conscience that sounds like somebody's like online name well, while Toasty's digging back through just to make sure he didn't miss anything about Johnny, we're going to do the mid-break, thank our patrons, and we'll be back with some more information about Sarah and the little bits that we can find from real-world mythology. So don't go anywhere. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. We've got a new patron again this week. Big welcome to Anthony. Welcome to the Patreon. If you are interested in getting ad-free episodes or joining us at the end of the month, which we are coming very, very quickly up on, two weeks away, it's the, currently the 17th while we record this. Oh, and by the way, we are now recording the regular episodes at 5 p.m. Eastern, 
2 p.m. Pacific because Toasty, it works better for Toasty and I to do these earlier in the day. But we're going to keep the, the patron episodes to 9 p.m. because I know that's easier for people getting home from work and those kinds of things. So in two weeks on the 31st, we will be doing our patron episodes. So if you are a tier four or higher patron or you sign up or upgrade to tier four before then, then you're welcome to join us. And I, I don't have a specific topic in mind because we haven't we haven't landed on one yet. But mm-hmm. Witcher patrons. What do you think about talking spooky stuff? It's spooky month and we're going to be on Halloween if it works out for everybody. So let us know one. Does that time still work out on the 31st for Halloween or do we need to do it like a different day of the week? And two, what do you want to talk about? We could talk about spooky things. There's lots of spooky stuff in the Witcher. So send us your thoughts about that. Also, Toasty, did we do Anthony's review last week from Great Britain? Do you remember this? Because it's the same, it's the same so. name. Yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we called this one out. It, it's dated before we did the episode, but it's uh, it, sometimes this stuff shows up late in my little my little review feed. So um, Anthony spelled the same way. I think it's probably the same person. Writes review five stars. Great informative show that I have binge listened to over the past week while working. The games, show, and books are some of my favorite things in media. And so to learn more about the fascinating world is always welcome. Can't wait for more. Anthony, thank you so much for your support and for taking the time to do that. Um, if you decide to leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts with some words. We're going to read it out on future episodes, so that's how you can get your words on the show. Also, leaving us a review on Spotify, also very helpful. So, thank you to everybody who takes the time to do that. And uh, let's get talking. Let's get talking on the Discord about what you guys want to chat about and if the 31st will still work for you. So, please chime in and let us know. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. All right, we're back. We're back. So, toasty. We yes. got everything with Johnny. We good to move on? Uh, so this is a, a, a journal entry. This is the part that confuses because, like, you know, sometimes I ignore those. Um, but this <laughs> specifically is like the journal entry is just the story. Um, so it's a little bit different. Um, so, uh, like the gist of it. Um, the part we talked about before where he was hanging out with the, the children over in like crookback bog. And, uh, uh, basically he was sticking close because of like drowners and water hacks because like, even though they can get along, he was still like, they can be dangerous. A bit of, They're way yeah. less reasonable than a godling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he was having trouble. So he was kind of living near close and then, uh, Johnny can help you convince gran or, or can help convince Grant to talk to Geralt to like progress that storyline. Um, if you help him out. Um, and then, uh, he, because of the crones, you have options here, um, depending on if you chose to help Sarah or not. Um, that, uh, if you do send Sarah or will not help, but if you send Sarah to the bog to Johnny, um, they are like forced to attend the Sabbath, towards the end of the game with the crones and then they um they like flee together (laughs) and like run away it's Um, interesting how much of these things actually do affect things later in the game like mm -hmm. it's one of those things that you don't always realize after even playing through once or twice and often we have a tendency to kind of pick the same things on a separate playthrough 
but there are some significant differences and and we haven't talked a ton about that but there are some significant differences in the way that things will play out even even with simple little decisions like johnny's quest line here Mm -hmm. um so it's it's just a matter of like whether or not it's but it is kind of the same thing of like either Johnny tells you how to get access to the mountain um, or Johnny and Sarah tell you how to get access to the mountain, right. but he is there at the end and he gives you the details to progress to, to fight the crowns. So. Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So let's move on to Sarah. She's the little, the little one in the house. I was mm-hmm. the first time I played through, I was, after having the stuff with Johnny, I was very pleasantly surprised that this house ghost turned into another little godling character. Cause I was like, Oh my God, it's another one. This is great. Yeah. Uh, I think honestly, if I like, I think I like Sarah more. I think she's like a bit more endearing. She's a little, she's a little bit more kind of soft and, 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 you know, she could use some help out where Johnny's a little like, oh, I'm going to do my thing and I oh, get out of my way. And then you help him out and he's like, okay, fine. You're, you seem nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sarah is a female godling with dirty blonde hair and blue eyes that Geralt encounters in Novigrad in a house she was haunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the year 1272, Geralt of Rivia was in Novigrad looking for Siri and was told about a house where he could find a local Oniromancer by the name of Corrine Tilly. Uh, Oniromancer being like a someone that can like interpret and Onions. Uh, mess with onions dreams oh yeah yeah it's dreams <laughs> it's not onion 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 mancer it's not an onion mancer onion mancer it's Geralt's. <laughs> it's onion it's onion um yeah. yeah uh he got to the house and met the house's owner rudolph they junk here who had recently purchased the property and had experienced strange noises on his first night in the house, such as giggling and furniture being moved in the attic. He even found feces in the parlor. Which is weird because ghosts don't poop. And if they did, it would be ghost poop, not actual poop. Yeah. Uh, Rudolph led him into the house and Geralt immediately heard Corrine suffering and making strange noises. He headed up the stairs and found her lying on a bed dreaming. He shook her, trying to wake her up, but she was in a trance. He found clues around the house and was able to find the godling Sarah in the basement, hiding in an oven. Sarah mm-hmm. told him that she was the one who was haunting the house, which Rudolph de Donkier had recently acquired. She had also put Corrine in the trance and was confused when Geralt told her not to give the Oniromancer a hard time as she didn't like nightmares to which Sarah responded that she loved nightmares, especially the really scary ones. Uh-huh. Yes, I love this. I love this. Uh, Geralt told her to break the spell on Corrine and so she did and Geralt had a tough decision to make. Uh, either you force Sarah to leave the house uh, Carol decided it was best to get Sarah to leave, drove the godling away. Sarah later found a new home living with another godling named Johnny and told him about what happened in Novigrad. However, when Geralt crossed Sarah's path later on at Bald Mountain, Johnny forgave the Witcher for it only because it allowed the two godlings to meet. Right, which is the same or, thing that it talked about in the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, you can let her stay in the house um, and... Uh, her and Corrine end up living in the house together as like a little family. Mm-hmm. That's the, that was the, that's my canon, my personal canon <clears throat> ending. That's the one I did first. Um, and that's mine too, I believe. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. And I was just like, this is a nice little little kid, you know? Right, this little kid. It's fine. It's, it's just fine. scary this, dreams. It's this no old white dude doesn't need this house or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think part of it was like being nice to the godling, but definitely part of it was like, screw the old dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I want to be nice to the godling, but like, I don't know. I don't have any... I don't have any strong emotions about the old guy. It's like, you know, it's whatever. It's just yeah. an old guy. Yeah. You don't need it. Yeah, yeah fine. It's crazy. <clears throat> um, Probably. So, okay. So let's get to the real world stuff. Like, I know, I know you had to dig through a lot of different things. What did you find? What were you able to find? Uh, so, um, and some of these things were a bit conflicting. So it was, it was a little bit weird. Um, but godlings or, Closest thing to find as what it's based off. Uh, Bozatko are Polish house spirits, uh, similar to the Russian Domovoy, uh, which we talked about in our Kikimora episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the key distinction is that they, instead of appearing to be small, older, bearded men, they generally appeared in the form of small children. And then I immediately found a source that said that that's not the case, that they appeared to be small bearded men. And I was like, what? This is no, they didn't appear to be children, but they, they instead were small bearded men. Yeah. It was, a, it was a huh. bit weird. Like, it probably depends on the very specific tradition that you're pulling from. It's yeah, it probably well, I was trying to focus on both ways, Polish Slavic, but like, but even, even among the Polish Slavic tradition, it probably depends on like this community in this part of Poland had this belief and this community had this belief or even at what time period because that stuff changes too so there's a lot of dimensionality around the historical stuff that I think a lot of people don't think about you know like things don't just stay one way forever they often change so Um, another little tidbit I found uh, was that they were some form of a proto-Slavic demon uh, that you were supposed to feed scraps of food to on Thursdays. So, no, different Slavic tradition. Demon that you feed scraps of food to on, on a very specific Thursdays. Not, yes. not like, uh, I don't know, you think like this, other days would be more prominent. This is a gremlin? Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah it's like a yeah like a gremlin it's like a weird um and then i found uh close because there was also like ubosta i think was another word that was of something that's similar um it's it's hard because like polish um yeah but yeah uh another little section i found just talking specifically about like different kinds of house spirits um just a snippet from that article um friendly to man were devoid of aura of terror protective house spirits which by the way this is translate this this was a polish page that i had to translate so it may be a little uh, weird i get what they're saying like these creatures are friendly to man and they don't have an aura of terror they don't have like a like when they're nearby you don't feel scared like you don't have the sense of like foreboding and scariness it's the same kind of thing that um like the ring wraiths in the lord of the rings would do when they were nearby somebody even if you couldn't see them they're like they they had this like aura of terror there's feeling you just felt Mm -hmm. unease just simply being nearby them i think that's what it's talking Mm -hmm. about uh depending on the region they had different names house devil familiar householder grandfather mollusk a leprechaun or a leprechaun 
and it's not okay. even spelled different that's yeah, weird it's weird yeah. uh the most popular term in northern mazovia was the name ubos once upon a time the and this is where it translates this is what it translates to uh-huh. the poor people <laughs> Lived in almost every home. <laughs> almost every home. <laughs> like most homes were full of poor people. That's, that's, that would that's be the what, better that's translation. That's what the term ubos, which is another word for like what these house spirits were, but it translates to poor people. It so it threw me off so bad. This article was hilarious to read it whenever it said poor people. Um, the poor people lived in almost every home, but they had to be cared for. Today is more difficult to meet them because where are they supposed to live? Behind a gas cooker or a microwave? Cold <laughs> and uncomfortable. They cannot live wait, behind... Wait, 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 wait. The justification this article makes is that they still exist. It's just they don't live in homes anymore yep. because there aren't as many hidey holes in modern homes for these yep. creatures to, to, to hide away in. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh... Behind a gas cooker or microwave, cold and uncomfortable. They cannot live behind the stove where it is the warmest and most comfortable because there are no ovens. <laughs> no ovens. And if they are, then in special rooms or in the basement. They look like little gray men. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> are we talking about <laughs> aliens here? What is going on? I don't, it's, uh, it's very good because, yeah, it's it was weird. It was a weird article, but it was great to read. Uh, such little grandparents... These house elves were created from the souls of deceased ancestors who once lived in this house and now look after it. They care for the well-being and happiness of the household members. They help, but sometimes they mislead. Unexpectedly, they will turn off the electricity, hide various items, break the plates, and burn the soup. And burn they the al- soup. Burn the soup. Martha, why is the soup burnt? Hmm. Oh, it's they the Ubos, you know. That's it. I didn't cook it too long. The Ubos did it. Yeah. Uh, they are left with the leftovers of their meals and eat well, and then to guard the house. You can also hurt them if you slam the door or hit them with a broom, then they will run away. <laughs> okay. This is very, very specific. I love these kinds of articles because they're specific <laughs> in very weird ways. Yeah. All right. They turn off electricity. They hide various items. Okay. So this is like you know spirits that do spooky stuff right that like people don't know i don't know what happened to i don't know i didn't misplace it right like sure got it break the plates Mm, that's a little weird plates just breaking on their own burn the soup seems very intentional um they are left with the leftovers of their meals to eat well and then to guard the house so like i think this is what this is saying is like if you want them to treat you well leave them leftovers to eat and then they'll help guard your house for you Maybe specifically on Thursdays. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, you can also hurt them if you slam the door or hit them with a broom. So, okay. So, if you're going to hurt somebody by slamming the door, then they have to be in the area of the door. That's not That's not my first go-to know. weapon. I, well, the thing <laughs> is, is that I don't... It doesn't specify... Like if you you have to hit them when you slam the door. Oh, like it just says the slamming slam, of like a door. If you slam a door... Right. They just don't like, like it. It hurts them. Yeah, like 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 it like hurts their feelings or like scares them or, or the something. The sound is like, loud or yeah. Can you imagine just like having a fight and then you just like walk out, slam the door, right. and then like two hours later you're like, Martha, you slammed the door and now the damn ubos is gone. <laughs> it's freaking you ran <laughs> off the ubos. <laughs> How are we supposed to go out to dinner if nobody if we don't have an ubos to watch the house? Martha, yeah, um. This, I, I love this Martha, stuff. I love this stuff because you know it comes from some story, some 
person a long time ago told that has specifics that have been lost to time and so yeah. just gets turned into well don't slam the door right <laughs> it's like what yeah. it may be <sighs> like and and there may be some details here that are missed out because like i had to translate this page from polish to english and Mm -hmm. I mean, Google Translate isn't the most reliable thing, so... Sure. And um, Rob the Princess says, there are house spirits where slamming the door hurts the house. So, yeah, so, like, they're part of the house. So I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Oh, man, this stuff is so funny. But look, so much of this stuff is, is, like, justification for things that happened when you don't know what happened, or you don't want to accept the blame for it, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's like I don't know who, booked, who burned the soup, or I don't know where I misplaced my my jewelry i just i swear i put it down in my jewelry box it was not there somebody must have stole it or it was a house spirit or a new boss you know like that kind of mm. malicious thing and it's like no nah, you just forgot you took them off when you were in the other room put it on the nightstand you know like ugh. but yeah adhd problems <laughs> like just human brain problems right but we have to come up with yeah. these justifications because we're too we're too proud to admit what we actually did or that we messed up or don't remember yeah. So funny. So funny. Yeah. So, okay. So godlings just don't show up in the other stuff. We haven't seen them in the books. We haven't seen them mm. in the show. Not to say we won't. It's yeah. entirely possible. It'd I think cool, it would be really honestly. cool. Yeah. You know, they're, like, they're honestly one of the more interesting, like, for, because it's like, I do love the, like, the kind of, like, intelligent ones, you know, like the, the monsters, especially the ones that, like, Geralt doesn't just straight up like kill like the ones that he negotiates with or something and it is cool to see that dynamic yeah uh i think it would be really cool to see one in the show one of the things we talked about with the difference between season one and season two is season two was so focused on just moving the story forward and in season one we got these episodes that were more about like setting up scenarios that Geralt has to deal with and season two begins with that we get the whole uh story with uh what's his face the animal looking dude and i forget the name the villain the villain and that that felt like more like one of those but then very quickly got into like politics and what else is going on in the world and all of that stuff so it'd yeah. be really cool to have at least an episode or two on this next season of Geralt just like having to deal with the situation and the monster shows up and now he's gonna deal with it and it's a godling or it's a whatever mm -hmm. yeah yeah I yeah i saw like I think it was specifically talking about something else like it um, because this article had like a list of like a whole bunch of different things, um, including like talking about like demo boy and stuff. But I do I, like, I don't know if it's related, but it was like the next paragraph talking about like that you can like bring one into your house yourself. Like you either have huh. to like find one walking on a road or, or, and this is, this is such a great option. This was the best option, honestly. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was that you bury a dead fetus on under your doorstep, and it will spawn one of these house spirits to protect your home. Oh no! Which I think. Oh no! That's specifically similar. The idea of that was with the not the botchling because they changed the name. The botchling is that makes me think about the botchling though the whole like yeah. burying of the fetus well, thing yeah when they bury it but it like it becomes a different thing but I can't remember the name of it at this this time but uh, a lubberkin lubberkin yeah, yeah, um, yeah but yeah so that's what that made me think of but it was huh. like yeah just casually just casually bury a dead fetus under your doorstep right you know so that 
someone can burn <laughs> your soup now. Yeah, that's another one of those points of like mythology that we don't hit on a lot in the modern world is the sheer volume of child death and the dangers of giving birth and all of that. Like we don't talk about that very much in in the modern world, but in these mythologies and old stories, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of people doing weird stuff. And on top of it, people just like killing their children because they just don't want to have them. Like that happened a lot in the ancient world or even the medieval world. Like until modern day stuff where that's just not okay. And like there, there were definitely times periods in history where like that stuff was way more common and socially acceptable. Um, so there's a lot of that kind of weird stuff that shows up in the mythologies as well. So mm-hmm. not surprised. Yeah. Creepy stuff. Uh, to, if you come across a godling, treat it kindly, be nice to it. It's a mischievous little, little thing, but it's just a little thing. Not trying to hurt anybody. Just need to, you know, talk to it and make a little deal with it. It'll, it'll be okay. Feed it some scraps on Thursday. It'll be fine. Yeah. That's all, that's all you gotta do. Toasty. Eat it after midnight, I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's a fuzzy little guy with big ears, that's different. Um, so where do you think we're going to go next week before we got one more week before the patron episode? People I mean, do- like, I feel like it won't be, uh, it wouldn't be like an October without, or a spooptober without like talking about some kind of vampire. Ah, vampire so, talk. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. maybe we do another bestiary, mm-hmm. double bestiary. Double bestiary. I think I'll talk about a vampire though. I think. Yeah. I have to. All right. Sounds cool. Yeah. There's lots of different types of vampires in the Witcher stuff. Mm -hmm. So cool. All right. Well, it's time to wrap it up. You got anything else going on you want to share? Yeah. Uh, Follow us, the Witcher Lorecast, on Twitter. Um, We, uh, I'm also co hosting the Cyberpunk Lorecast. Um, We are currently talking and almost completed our our episode series on um edge runners um such a good show Mm -hmm. uh and then um i am also doing the actual play uh podcast uh, cyberpunked cyberpunk apostrophe d with the almighty crit and fumbling four gang so if you're interested in either of those check those out Go check them out. All that stuff can be found. Links can be found at robotsradio.net for those shows and also the other shows that I do, all the different lore casts that I've got going on. And uh, come hang out with us. We, we're doing this stream earlier in the days again on Mondays uh, before 5 p.m. Usually sometime around 2 p.m. I stream on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So come hang out. We'll be playing games. It's where the community comes to chat and get to know each other. And I get to know you as well. It's been awesome having that as a place for people to kind of communicate and hang out. It's a lot easier for me too, because if you send me a a private message, it's, it's a like juggling a bunch of extra stuff. And then I feel bad if I forget to respond and that stuff comes in at all hours. But if you can just kind of come by and hang out during the streams, the regularly Monday, Wednesday, Friday afternoon streams, then it's a lot easier to communicate. Plus we get to talk back and forth and get to know you a little bit better. So I'd love to see you guys hanging out, had a fun time today. So thanks. And, uh, that's what we got for this week. We'll see you next time until then. Stay safe on the path. (laughs) All right. See you guys later. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. 
You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.